0: Hello and welcome to SoFarscape, a fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan and a fresh-faced first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this is the Story SoFarscape. Sofarscape. Yes, okay. So we're, we've really nailed it this time, I think. Yes, year. we did. And now we need to just stop reflecting on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see if that works. I, I even came in a little late, so I'm gonna... Uh, there's always room for improvement. There is. I mean, that's kind of the theme for for uh, uh, this whole television series they've been watching together so far. Like, consistent improvement. Improvement. Oh, yes, and, it's definitely and, and been evolution.
0: Uh, picking up. I mean, it's not like it started poorly, but it's like, yeah, I think that the, the episodes are starting to be a little bit more concise. They're starting to get a little bit more direction, I would say. Yes, because
1: we started off with uh, uh, American astronaut and science jock John Crichton shot through a wormhole onto a ship. The living ship. Very good. My, uh, yes. Full of strange alien life forms, including Zan, the uh, pacifist blue priest, and uh, The mysterious Dargo. pilot. Oh, yeah.
0: That one's still... And, al- and although cretan is like, uh, <laughs> called like that, the real Creton of course, <laughs> <Yes>. is Rigel. <laughs> yeah. And yet, they're very often dependent on him for uh, uh, for negotiating when they visit a, a commerce planet, planet. Strangely, not this time. No, no, no. He's like, uh, taken ill, I believe. Uh, well, oh, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? So we've also got uh, 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 Dargo, Car Dargo, as yes. we learned last uh, last time.
1: The Luxon warrior, Tentacles. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still love that. And uh, uh, Aaron Sun, the escaped peacekeeper.
0: More like banished escape I mean okay yes I, I, I would consider it escaped but I think her punishment was going to be probably incarceration
1: or yeah, like execution ex- or whatever execution, but, yeah uh, like, so yeah. she did kind of escape from that
0: fate true true and I mean she doesn't seem to be too unhappy about it I mean she's like I could yeah. have been back at my old life but I guess she's realizing that wasn't that all, all that hot I mean it, it might have been comfortable and it might yeah, be right. what she knew
1: it's my duty my breeding
0: since birth it's what I am You can be more, but she doesn't seem to be too particularly sore about not being a peacekeeper anymore. No, she's
1: kind of kind of settled uh, uh, where she is now. Like she's yeah, she's just a member of the crew. And she's accepted everyone uh, to the you know to various degrees. Mm. I don't think she feels like an outsider on the no. ship anymore. Like well, she understands. No, she doesn't
0: have a place anymore among the peacekeepers, and she's like yeah, basically getting settled into her new life. Yeah. Any hope of that kind of evaporated in last week's episode. Yeah, PK a, Tech Girl, and it evaporates a little bit more in this week's episode.
1: Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> certainly, because we've we finally after we got the uh, uh, the hint last week that Captain Crase's command carrier, and he's the uh, insane military commander who's Chasing John around the galaxy for killing his brother so, in an accident, in an accident, yeah. as he keeps emphasizing that was an accident, an accident, that was an accident. It was an accident. But it was an accident.
0: It must have been an accident.
1: Is still hot on their trail. Mm, um, very much so. And 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 that comes to a head in uh, in this episode, which is that old black magic. Now that originally aired in uh, 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 in 1999 on Friday, the 11th of June. I love that we have this sort of sort of data. It's almost like a like a
0: little time machine. Like, do you remember what you would have been doing in June of 1999? Well, one of the things I was doing in well, it might have not exactly been in June because it was probably a little bit later than that. All right, was watching another epic science fiction movie which came out around that time. Oh oh, this is awesome we've gonna, a... We have a, have a, we have a little new item for the show it's called the Far Back Machine <laughs>
1: I love it I and, love it.
0: Uh, so yes we're going to like talk have a little moment to talk about other things that happened around the time that uh, now, Farscape was airing, so we can like put it in its uh, historical in context. context yes, yeah. I think this is this is great because yeah it, it, it is over 20 years ago. Uh, some of our listeners may not have been alive then uh, so yeah well, so there was another television movie. it was a proper movie it wasn't a television production, oh, sorry. but uh, it was uh, another movie that came out. Out in that uh, around that same time, uh, yeah. was Galaxy Quest. No way, was yes, that? Yes, it is. That was oh 1999. It was the same time, and uh, I just watched that total coincidence. I just watched it this week. Oh, nice. It holds up, it does. It's incredible. It's got good aliens, too. Uh, the the, the calamari like, uh, what are they called again? Oh, the thermians, The thermians, yes, yeah, the 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 great big uh, uh giant squid people yeah, with all
1: the tentacles, like. That's actually really well done. It was. It's, uh, yeah, so the movie, like, for the people... And, who and, and Salas, the, the, the reptile uh, uh, villain, like, he. Oh, yeah. I think it was, like, an animatronic face, and he had, like, these these mm-hmm. uh, these claws on the back of his head. Like, he looked oh, amazing. Oh,
0: yeah, that crest that, that rises up or that something, one, yeah. isn't it? Yes, that's fantastic. And,
1: like, an articulated, like, was it an animatronic mouth? If so, it was brilliant. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, for the people who don't know it, it's, like, a bit, a bit of a Star Trek pastiche. or It's, it's more about the... Fanboys of Star Trek, which it's all about. Yeah, yeah. It's like it even starts at a at a convention of.
1: No, it's called Galaxy Quest. It is obviously Star Trek. Yes, and it's about these these faded actors who are cynical and like their careers are all on the rocks, and they and they kind of they're hate each basically other.
0: living from uh, autograph signatures uh, at uh, conventions and yeah. doing uh, openings for. Uh, I don't know what kind of place. What, what kind of
1: place is it? It's like some oh, sort it's of like a like a like a, best buy a computer store. Yes, by Grab
0: Hammer. What a saint. <laughs> Yeah,
1: um, even even if I hadn't seen it this week, I could have quoted half that movie. I love
0: it so much. Who yes. oh, of course, are then uh, brought out by actual aliens because they think that the start the, the show that they featured in was actually a historical, historical documentary, documentary. Documents. and yeah. they have to like fight the alien commander and uh, basically live up to the part that they've been playing. And the, the whole the whole joke, of course, it is because that the uh, the day is rescued by the fans of the series yes. who actually know the who, who know the backstory and the history and the technology of it so well that they can actually contribute and. Help out to make sure that everything uh, goes right. It's so great. It's this. It's this fan that uh, 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 the captain
1: or the actor who plays the captain bumped into a few times and really kind of dissed for being such a nerdy, like uniform wearing, and he's got his buddies. Oh, my crew and I were wondering an episode, and and he actually snaps at him for like, it's it's fake. It's a movie. It's, It's yeah. So in the in the finale, when oh no spoilers for a 1999 movie, but when in, in the finale when they when they need his help, they need to, to to figure out how to navigate the ship. Like he said, "Hey, before you continue, like I wanted you to know that I, of course, I know that it's just a show, and I'm not, yeah. i know not." A great. Goes, "It's all real." Oh my god, I knew it. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, for a little bit of historical oh. context, that was uh, uh, oh, around the same wow. time. Wow, what a
1: year that must have been. We yeah. got we got Farscape, we got Galaxy Quest, loads of um, other things. Oh, I'm I've I'm, we'll really talked about this. Yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's let's keep doing so, this. Episode
0: one hundred eight. That old black magic. That old black magic that I weave
1: so well. That old Ooh. black magic has me in a spell. Who's oh, that by? Really? oh. You know, I know it from Robbie Williams when he did that swing album oh. in, uh, uh, over over Christmas. Me and my yeah, mum watched it together.
0: Okay, not familiar with that. So we start off on an alien market. Actually no this it starts off with a great shot of which almost looks like a space station. Yeah. Which and is never the... featured again in the rest of the episode. We never see that again. It's just No, like... I
1: guess it's just a, an establishing shot of this is another commerce planet. Yeah. How, apparently you have tons of commerce planets. The
0: ship's pilot has just informed us that we're approaching an inhabited system with a commerce planet. A uh, commerce planet.
1: Excellent. We need many things. Hynerian cream soap, definitely. Some fresh genera syrup to get rid of the taste of
0: these food cubes. And- Next commerce planet, you are restocking the galley. You ate everything. I
1: never, ever want to even look at food again.
0: But yeah, it's it's... Gorgeous. It's all dark alleys with little lights, with mosquito nets hanging around it, and uh, <laughs> yeah. then like all the wares are underneath those nets, in underneath the, the little oh, radiant light Oh, yes, thing. very good. I wonder if that's something to do with like local wildlife. I guess it's just a, a particular kind of aesthetic that they were trying to go for. Uh, I mean, all those, all the commerce planets we've seen is always alleys with lots of vendors and stuff like that. Nobody has shop fronts or anything like that. It's all happening yeah, out, in the, uh, out like, in the open, like markets. Yeah. And uh, Cretin walking around in his uh, orange flight jumpsuit, which is clearly meant to look like a spacesuit, but it's just a jumper. Oh, so just an overall, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, a,
1: it's just a jumpsuit.
0: Yep. It's got... Uh, oh, oh, it's got it's got pull
1: strings for the collar, but what would it pull? Yeah. Like,
0: he doesn't have a... Maybe in case he gets cold in space and he can snug up his collar a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, it's not
1: going to provide much of a seal, I don't think. But yeah, he he stands out because everybody else on this planet is wearing, like, magenta cloaks and, and, and cowls. They're, they're a sort of magenta-coloured species. Okay. Oh, I hadn't particularly noticed. Uh... Well, at first I thought... They might have been Sikarans, whom we whom we saw a few episodes right. ago. Uh, uh, in oh yeah, yeah. Um, thank God it's Friday again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, they probably don't get a lot of sunlight down here in the in the deep belly of this this commerce city. Um, so they must just be magenta
0: on their own. Possible. It hadn't jumped out. I mean, we don't really see a great lot of other aliens other than the few characters at play in this episode. But, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's just yeah. Some, some crowd shots. So, so Zahn is just shopping around for medicine for Rigel, who's taken ill with some space flu.
1: No, Rigel, I haven't found you any medicine yet. Hurry up. I'm very sick. I'm dying.
0: You only have a touch of clendian flu. It's not fatal. We only wish it were.
1: Sad. I'm suffering here. Yeah. I, I like that conceit. It's just like the, oh, you just
0: have a little bit of Crendian flu. Don't worry about it. And yeah, he's like, uh, he's like being it's like very the, considerate the, the, the drama queen that he is always is. And like, it's like <laughs> yeah. Everything is the worst in the world and uh, he feels terrible. And yeah, she's so- shopping for medicine and just like moving around the market. And uh, Creighton is just like walking around and he sees this um, jester like figure.
1: Hey, you in a big fight. Now do you want to handle your problem?
0: Helps right here, and his name is Hollath.
1: This ginger jester
0: with with like patchwork outfit. Yeah, it's like Wash from Firefly in a jester outfit. It's- <laughs> uh, uh, and he's capering capering around in his very thick Australian accent. He mm. um, must be one of those daytime day uh, shows uh, people who was like uh, catered for this. Sorry, uh, who was hired for this movie? Like you know the. Oh. Uh, no? Wait, you didn't? Okay, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yes, probably,
1: probably uh, uh, some Australian fans would have would have recognised him. I'm sure. But yeah, this jester knows a little bit more about Crichton L- than L- you. A little bit more. He knows a lot more. Expect- like he, knows, he
0: knows his name. He knows that he's come from, he comes from Earth. How do you know my name? Ah, I know lots of things. First, you're dying to get home to Earth. Second, there's a peacekeeping cruiser hunting you. Third, they're not interested, are you? Oh well, sorry to bother you. Ho ho, hold, hold it. All this, all this information that he has no right to know, couldn't and Crichton, know. he's a cool customer.
1: I like that he goes, yeah, okay. What's the
0: a, a, a scam? This is
1: a scam, right?
0: <laughs> right?
1: Uh, yeah, you, you must have heard Zanadarga uh, telling somebody all this, right? Yeah. Yeah, you you overheard that. This is cold reading. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've <laughs> I'm from I'm from. Iowa or, 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 what did you say? Oahu. Like, it's either Iowa or Oahu that he's from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those neighbouring those neighboring states. Uh, uh, and he thinks a can, but no, you know, your mother's maiden name is... MacDougall, you skipped third grade, and you lost your virginity to Karen Shaw in the back of a minivan. <laughs> Uh, do you notice he's got a stick with a, the yes. the two little bangs It was bags a, dangling? It was a very suggestive <laughs> little uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh was it wasn't a
0: minivan, it was a four-by. John, John, you're grabbing his straws. Look, what's wrong with listening to the pitch? You don't like the product, you don't have to buy it. Crichton is like clearly tempted to come with him. Uh yeah, so he does not. He, he literally goes like well, you can you don't have to you can come along and you can like hear the offer, and if you don't like the price, you don't buy. Uh, and he basically gets talked back to a doorway, and like when as soon as he decides to come in, there's this, like this red mist that teleports him. Yeah, or at least seems to teleport him. There's cool CGI
1: yeah. sparkles of,
0: of of red all around him, and transports him into this weird-looking room. It's like a big cavernous room. There's like lots of uh, cloaked statues all over the place There's yeah. some amazing profiterole towers on the tables. Yes, I recognized it immediately as a as a en
1: bouche, the uh, yeah, uh, yeah. the French tradition of yeah, profiteroles and their and they're Stuffed sort of together with honey
0: and uh, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a bit of a wedding tradition. Yeah, so I I was I was really wondering about that. There's also the the the, the two red Cloaked things on the other table. Which I know. I, I I was just waiting for those things to come off, and there being like someone's head underneath there or anything. That's pretty much. <laughs> I, although my first thought it was like, what are the Imperial guards from Star Wars doing there? But like, well, at other, least their heads. Yeah, yeah, at least their heads.
1: This whole set was so great. Like you've got the you've got the sort of uh, alternating diamond pattern on the floor. Uh, it's all shiny. You've
0: got great big sconces.
1: Yeah. and fire pits. It, it looks it's so like, medieval. It's full
0: Manchu's mansion, but then. Uh,
1: Fu Manch, Man, Fu Manch, Manchun, no, I can't, even, Fu Manchurian, no, none Fu of Manchin. its work, it, you know, it put me in mind of like a Doctor Who set, do you yes. know what I mean? that's yes, very much Yeah, so. like, yeah. I mean, it's really arch-lighting.
0: Yeah, it's like they they invaded Canterbury we- Abbey and they just like put some pro- some props in the middle and there we go. There we. <laughs> it's like a photo shoot at
1: a ren fair. There you go. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was so cool. It's it's quite different than anything we've seen on the on the show so far. Mm. And we've seen a lot of different things. This is this is theatrical. It's it's, it's panto, uh, especially when he meets like the ox- occupant, of yeah, uh, uh, haloth, the Fu Manchu guy.
0: My name is hello uh, fu Manchu, yeah, yeah i've he's got, got him. The, he's got the little skull cap and the like long beard and uh, and a sort of
1: patagonian like uh, serape that he's uh, that he's wearing it's so he's like a
0: I don't know, What's like that? a Peruvian Merlin. Oh, the, the, the skull cap or whatever it is. No, the, oh. the cloak that he's wearing. Oh, okay. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. It does have that weird pattern on happy it.
1: Chappies and snappy serappies. You'll find us beneath our sombreros. I was going to say, it's at
0: Gilbert and Sullivan, but then you mentioned sombreros and then it was... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's from the three caballeros. Yes, the, I figured that now.
0: <laughs> oh, Jose. And we are on the intro break. Yes, so kind of a wild
1: break for for farscape which has established itself as a, as a wild show cuz now there's f***ing magic i've got to learn to stop swearing so much because this is a pg13 show oh, yeah. I, I have been bleeping them all out conscientiously but hey we have a we have a new opportunity here because i don't know if you caught it mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's blink and you miss it this was the first introduction to the word frell
0: what the frell frell you yeah! oh, a frell frel, you yeah. Frel you, then. What is a frel?
1: Well, frel you, frel me, frel this situation. This oh. is freling
0: terrible. It's like the frack from,
1: it's the Farscape yes! Frack. Yes, the fr- yes. <laughs> the Farscape Frack, yes, that's right. So we say Frelling. Okay, let's try and see if we can keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the situation that we uh, are left with after this opener, I mean, everyone's everyone's kind of separated all of these stories are incomplete everyone's just been been placed somewhere we don't even know what the peril is going to be no
0: right and and that's normally like, well, he's been tempted with an offer and now he's in a strange place and apparently he's, sinister. Yeah, he's going to hear what, what it is. That's what he's been brought out for here for. You
1: know, I initially thought that there would be parallels between his experience and Zan's because mm. Zan is also approached by a, a, a sort of magenta magician, yeah. like oh, a very you, sexy... It's red versus blue. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, that hadn't even occurred to me. But yeah, he's also seducing sort of Zan with, oh... I sell jigsit, rude among other interesting things. I have the herbs that you need. Yes. I couldn't help it over here. Why don't you follow me over here and like, take a look at my fantastic like, fishnet vest?
0: Yes. Oh, well, you say fishnet, but it's like a bejeweled fishnet. It's like gorgeous. Right? It serves sure, no practical purpose, but it looks gorgeous.
1: Bejazzled fishnet. Oh, yes.
0: I've never seen such quality. I'm honoured to be complimented
1: by Delvian Puttle.
0: Uh, and he's got like another weird shop where there's all these little hanging paper baskets, which are oh, lit and Zan from is blood. Besotted. Oh, yeah. She just like, oh, this is very fresh. Oh
1: dried Gavok. Ah, oh, quite aromatic.
0: And like she sniffs some something, and then she picks up a bottle with which has some erotic oil in it, or something or the other. What's this? Trellin oil. Careful with that. Toxic. Quite the contrary. It's a sensual stimulant enriches
1: the conjugal experience oh and
0: yeah and they have this little moment where they're like like flirting and like <laughs> oh are you going to try it alone I might I might like it'd be ashamed to like do it on your own like oh, uh, as you like yes and uh, I'd suggest you test it before you buy alone as you choose
1: I stand by my wares yes <laughs> <laughs> he's a very flirty herbalist they are very they are F- very flirty much
0: her- uh, eye f***ing <laughs> each other <laughs> <laughs> and uh, frelling oh sorry they're eye frelling each other yes <laughs> So we're back to uh, Crichton, who is talking to the weird, uh, weird old dude, who basically makes him an offer that he can help him get yeah. in touch with uh, the commander, the crazy commander who is uh, still chasing him. Uh, Captain Crace, Kray. Crace, that's the one. Come on, Crace.
1: Come on, Crace. Come on, Crace. Crace. Captain Crace. Yeah. Um, and then we and then we cut to Crace on his on his command carrier, and he is. He is losing it. Like oh, He's yes. working his crews to the bone. They're never getting a moment's rest. No, Everybody and- has to...
0: Captain Crace, all marauders have reported in. They're low on fuel, sir. They must return. The marauders will launch the moment they're refueled.
1: Captain, the marauders have been on continuous patrol. The pilots are so fatigued that it would be dangerous to launch. It's far more
0: dangerous for a peacekeeper, unable or unwilling, to do his duties. Do you understand? Yes, sir refuel and fly out again immediately and you can actually tell cuz his his hair is a little bit disheveled It's like he's got a little bit yeah. of it was a bit of stubble very cutely done in uh, in makeup just make him look a little bit uh, yeah because he was so perfectly like the, the
1: his sideburns were cut to the millimeter yep. his hair was perfectly slicked back his 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 beard was so angular and like now the edges are starting to show i thought it was so cool cuz yeah like he Apparently it's been it's been uh, 72 hours since he last shaved and he's he's
0: working himself alone like. as well. Yep.
1: Um he gets uh, uh, informed by Lieutenant Teague and she's his uh, uh, second in command. Priority communication from high command.
0: In my chamber, Lieutenant Yes, she hands him an enforcer USB, which uh, <laughs> with orders that have just arrived from high command.
1: It only occurred to me later, like in in editing the episode, that enforcers is what is your cute name for the peacekeepers? Like I thought, oh, oh right. K just got it wrong. But no, I'm I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Looks like an enforcer. Two enforcers. Yeah, they've got they've got a USB key, and in order to read it, they've got to both like stick their hands into like a a two-palm print
0: verification system. Right, which is pretty cute because it actually actually gets mentioned because, like... The Admiral wanted you to hear this in case I refused.
1: Hmm. He'd expect me to take over command in that event.
0: It's a way to ensure that his second-in-command also gets the message. Yes. Because the message is, get your ass back. Withdraw from the uncharted territories at once. You are... Hereby ordered to cease your activities in the uh, what's it called again? The, Forgot- the, the, uncharted. the uncharted territories. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, get your ass back, and we'll talk about your waste of resources that you've been uh, spending on this. Uh, yes, and your and yes. and
1: I thought that, like the 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 person on the hologram, and the hologram was cool, by the way. It was this red hologram with all mm-hmm. of these graphics around it, and it's got a, it's got an eye patch. Like it was it was it was proper cool. We get to see the inside of, I guess, Crace's ready room for the first time. Yes. Um, which has, I mean, that's a high-ass ceiling. Yeah. I noticed it's that big, in the yeah, command it's, carrier. It's, the, it's pretty
0: roomy anyway. Yeah. And they have a little discussion about, like, what to do. It's like, does anybody know about this? No. And, like, where do your loyalties lie? They lie to my commander and uh, the ship and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, and, like, and, and my com- loyalties lie with the council, of yeah. course.
1: Is there any other record of this transmission? No. Dismissed. <laughs> And he smashes the USB key
0: Yeah, he's clearly not intending to comply with the orders To uh, give up his uh, search and uh, come back home He's left alone and suddenly he too is surrounded by the uh, bright red CGI fairy dust Yes, and he is transported to that same room Where there's still the same old geezer is standing there And who starts making him an offer To uh, uh, deliver him cretin Before you vainly try and do me harm Behold this glimpse of one whose death you've sworn.
1: They're making him, both of them an offer that they that they can't refuse. Um, and where 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 Cretin wanted to use the opportunity to make, make peace. peace. Yeah, Crace yeah, is way more straightforward. He wants to kill him. And Still, that's worth it for him. Yep.
0: And the old guy, who seemed to be more than happy to help yeah this doddering old fool yeah he, he seemed he seemed to be eager to help but now he's al- almost just as eager or even more so to help uh, uh into like getting our good man killed
1: it was at this point that, like we've been spending a lot of time in the in the sort of dining chamber of this of this crazy, which keeps coming back castle. Yeah, I noticed something about the uh, about the set design. Like aside from being crazy, there are these repeating tiles throughout the throughout the yeah, background. Yeah, I noticed those, uh, and they're sort of fractal tiles. Like it's it's rectangular tiles with uh, with mm, deep grooves and smaller bit, yeah. smaller rectangles therein. I recognize that from uh, Blade Runner. Oh. Because it's in the in the Bla- Bradbury Building where oh, okay. Blade Runner was was filmed, and it's also in um, I think it's in Deckard's apartment. Also has these these same tiles. Hmm, so I thought it was
0: so cool to see I them. Probably again. just found them in the uh, prop department or something, and it's like, oh, these look cool. We can use that. Yeah, just slap them up against the wall and be done with it. Those like they've been cool for so long. They've been using <laughs> these in in in
1: really cool genre sci-fi since uh, well at least since the eighties. Now also nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, uh, uh, because yeah they. Like they have such deep texture, so they really show off the, the the light, which in this case, like there's teal light, teal and orange, but it gives a sort of otherworldly vibe throughout this whole episode. I, I, I feasted my eyes on mm-hmm. the on the on the light, which constantly changes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good way to uh, get the impression of a weird building, which it is. I mean, we you never really get the idea that there's a layout to the place. It's no, just like no, 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 It's weird it's, shots, and there's a fire pit later, and. It's like a it's it's just a crazy infinite labyrinth right. because yeah, they're not in a real place. It actually gets mentioned in the next scene where it's back to Dargo and Eren, yeah. uh, where Dargo has just grabbed someone off the street who apparently saw where uh, Creighton was off to. Yeah. He, does, he does this cute little hiss growl at them, and you, you almost yeah, think so he's going to give them a tongue lashing again.
1: He was alone, I swear.
0: You're lying to me. You saw him with someone, didn't you? No. <laughs>
1: It was a little girl. Yeah, it was it's like, like a, it's like a, a ten-year-old girl that he's that he's bullying, and now right.
0: I've started to go. Ah, oh, you're lying. It's. I mean, it's, it's it's his only scene in the whole episode, essentially. I mean, Erin and Dargo have literally no real role in this episode.
1: No, they're purely pretty yeah.
0: reactionary. Although, well,
1: Dargo gets a little bit of character development. Like, uh, uh, I mean, okay, so first of all, he can smell Crichton. Wait, you can smell Crichton in all of this?
0: Yes. Oh, that's interesting, Through yes. all of that. Yeah, and yeah, he's even got a stronger order than you do. And like I she's like, not. I don't have a strong order. And he just like, doesn't reply and <laughs> yeah, wanders off exactly. and goes like, wanders straight to where Creighton is lying <laughs> unconscious. Creighton! Is he alive? Get Zan. Now! It turns out that he wasn't actually transported anywhere. Right, it's all in the mind. Which we find out uh, after this, go back to uh, Red Guy. Uh, yes, but- Leco is, his, is his, name. his name. Okay, I didn't. Catch but I've that. got him as the as like the the magenta magician or the uh, flirty okay. herbalist. Ooh, very good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, back to the the weird temple, the weird uh, place. Yeah,
1: where where Haloth, the uh, the 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 doddering old uh, Patagonian wizard, uh, transforms into Maldus. Uh, Maldus, yes, the the white haired, yellow eyed, uh, black frilled kink wizard. Oh, is that what you'd want to call him? Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, look at him. He's got he's got a sort of like black pleather true, true. play suit with, with
0: this with this amazing uh, lacy cuff that stands out yes. like all the way. Uh, like he belongs back in the seventeenth century. Exactly. He's got tiny little like uh, uh, like socks. Like his legs taper, and it's got oh. really loose sleeves. Like it, it, I- it just. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It's it's a, quite the outfit. So at this point, I noticed that Maldis and uh, what do you say his name was Magenta Boy, uh, uh, Lico. 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 have the same eyes. Yes. They I have, noticed that as they well. They have the same yellow eyes that, I was, so I was immediately going like, okay, that's peculiar. Yeah, uh, and I had some theories over that, which played out didn't turn, uh, play out to be true. But now it's interesting that you you like this was also where I
1: had some theories that that I didn't remember from my first watch through. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at Liko um, on his on his skin, and he shows a lot of skin, he's all magenta, but he's got all these sort of gold spots. Uh, on his on his forehead, in a in a, in a yeah. pattern along his hairline, and also along his chest, which reminded me a little bit of the spots on Zan, right? And also, like he's got his, his ear lobes are sort of joined into his uh, into his into his jawline, much like Zan's as well. Yeah. they're not nearly identical, but cousins, cousin species. Well, you, yes. you know, I what mean, I mean?
0: He, and he is also a priest of whatever it is. I mean, immediately it, recognized her as a Delvian priestess. Yeah. Are you
1: level 12? No, only
0: mm-hmm. level 9. Yes. I was like, "Oh, well.
1: Life is impressive enough."
0: And then he <laughs> praised her a little bit for that and it's like yeah, m- more in the flirty department.
1: All in his in his herbal shop which has these gorgeous chairs and lights. It's like a, yeah. it's like a 1980s like
0: throwback IKEA. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I suppose they did a little bit of shopping there. <laughs> <laughs> So Creighton and Krace immediately start fighting, or at least it's Krace who starts the fighting as soon as he sees Creighton. Yeah, he looks around, grabs the first weapon he can, and they have which, a little pike party. Which is from one of the statues, and yeah, he yeah. starts to uh, basically starts to lay into uh, Creighton immediately. John
1: defends himself... Uh, Poorly. Uh,
0: ...clumsily, yeah. But he's- it's sort of like Star Trek fighting. Yeah, well, you know... Replace Conclave. Although he does quickly uh, learn how to fight, it's like he seems to. Yeah. Uh, he gets a little cut on his hand, uh, which immediately is mirrored uh, by the uh, his, his actual body, which starts bleeding. This cut wasn't here before. Ah, yes. He got wrapped over the knuckles, and yeah. they uh, they now need to be uh, they now need to be treated. Yeah. He gets knocked out, and then suddenly he's away. He's somewhere else. You know. It's like there's an, there's another scene with uh, Zan and uh, Liko. Where they discuss what they're going to do with uh, Creighton, and the next next time we uh, the the scene cuts back to Creighton, he is sitting in a hallway nursing and bandaging yeah. his hands. Like nothing about how he got away from Krace uh, or anything like that is just apparently right, it, which happens a few times during the uh, uh, during the yeah. episode. Like he's a he's a real. I don't know that we have a substitute for it. No, he's a real
1: cock tease. I was going to say, so I'm going to have to bleep that one out again. Yes. But yeah, he's a real tease. That that uh, that Maldis. I mean, he's a he's like an evil Elton John the way he's the way he's dressed and the and any time that they really go at it, Maldis goes. He because Manic, he has this absolute like sadistic mania yes. and then before you know, before the moment of release, like he snaps his fingers and they're and they're separated again and he breaks yeah. them down again. Oh maybe like
0: that was second. it was Maldus actually doing it. So I, I hadn't considered that that he was just like letting fight. Well he them does fight. it later, so I assume yeah. that he did it as well. He's yeah. it's like he's just edging. So Q one of many scenes of uh Creighton and Crace uh, Stalking each other through the uh, yeah. through the buildings, like like you said, the the, the difference between the the teal and the, the well, green. Well, it's shot.
1: moved on to to green now, and yeah. then uh, uh, where where Krace is stalking with his spear, it's yellow. Like it's going through a whole spectrum throughout the uh, throughout
0: the episode. Mm. Uh, Crichton tries to talk sense into him. He apologizes for what happened. He tries to actually depict the whole thing. He like he starts talking to. Yeah. Uh, to Kreis about like okay like what did you think of my ship like it was like it wasn't weapon- it wasn't armed it was like clearly inferior, inferior primitive like, how, how did I kill your your brother and like I got sucked through a wormhole I ended up in your space battle and we yeah. bumped into each other oh
1: yeah I popped into the middle of a giant space battle and decided to go one on one with a total stranger in a far superior ship. And you see it working on Grace. You yeah. see it you see it chipping away at his uh, Resolve, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, he's an intelligent man. He knows that that this is stupid, and now he's actually hearing it from someone that he can't ignore. It's it it's chipping away, and you can see like Lani Tupu did amazing in these scenes. Mm. Uh it, it was so good to see him like get some get some space to uh, uh, to flex his acting muscle.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, we get a gorgeous shot of Moya drifting through space.
1: Yeah she's always like
0: in in these hazy ochre clouds. Yes, she's that's just that. beautiful. There's a lot of
1: ochre in space in that area. Right? Yeah. It's it's weird how she always seems to color match the environment. <laughs> Maybe it's like reverse camouflage that mm. she only likes to, oh, well, you know, maybe she
0: likes to go places where she can sort of blend in. Yeah, I mean, maybe just like, like orange type suns, you know, where, where yeah. they don't they don't go to red or white suns, they just stick with the orange ones.
1: Oh, okay, and they've got a, like a, a dependable Goldilocks zone where you find like a habitable yeah. planet,
0: yeah, okay. Rigel, looking very wet and smirky as usual, gets a bit of goo slapped on his face like he just caught one yeah. on the, uh, Oh. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, the 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 concoction of tiger
1: bomb that Zan made for him gets yep. gets sort of Dargo's bedside matter is terrible like okay put some of this in your in your breathing orifices it is ointment of It
0: will help clear your breathing <laughs> passages
1: smears it on there flicks his hand medicine done on with the <laughs> yes.
0: on, on with the, <laughs> the fighting
1: but oh Rigel looked so miserable throughout this like his his ear are drooping and he's all sweaty and he's got a fun little sort of
0: bathrobe on did you notice yeah, or, was, a, or a house coat I also noticed that he was a lot more mobile in this episode than he was yeah. in uh, later of uh, in previous episodes yeah because normally like they they'd put him on a pedestal somewhere But yeah he's floating in his chair but now he was shuffling around and uh, moving about and uh, yeah he seemed much more uh, ambulatory yeah because he's left alone with uh,
1: with Crichton who's on this bed and then he starts what he called like the the, the like funerary rites uh, uh, where he's lit an, uh, he's, he's lit a frell ton of candles right yes. yeah <laughs> it almost looks like a fraggle cave in the in the dark with all those lights <laughs> yeah. yeah I wonder what kind of reference they were making there
0: he doesn't know what kind of funeral rites they were, so he just gives them the Relgian ones or whatever they call The Hynerian uh, ones. The yes. ones. Yes, oh, it's so good. It's like, yes, and please go to the afterlife. And John the,
1: Crichton, valued friend. Uh, now, wait a minute. Valued friend is a bit of a stretch. Uh,
0: a unwelcome shipmate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go to your go to your gods and to your hallowed realm. No, to the hallowed realm. That's right. Go to the hallowed realm. Oh, wait, no, that's the Hynerian. Find your own hallowed Realms? realm. It's such a good line.
0: He's always the uh, yeah, <laughs> self-centered little shit,
1: basically. With the ceremony of passage complete, I declare you officially dead and claim all your possessions for myself.
0: Yep. And then then he's for the boots. And he immediately starts taking his boots off. Yeah. What's he going to do with those I boots? No I I think he's just doing it on general principle.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they say you have to walk a mile and someone chooses to understand them. Now, speaking of principles, uh, uh, that's something that uh, uh, that Zahn is being confronted with. Um, Liko, the the magenta magician, is uh, is telling her that in order to stand a chance against Maldis and his magic, yeah. uh, that they may need to work together. That it's something that he's yes. he, he tried to uh, to resist Maldis, who now controls this planet somehow. Yeah, and he basically
0: him. sucks anybody in who displeases him, and then kills them eventually. And he li- yep. he, he lives on that. Yeah. Liko,
1: who was a was a high priest to to her to, surprise. Tr- yeah,
0: tried to fight him but failed and now he's like being kept in poverty and having to live like this. Much to his chagrin, apparently. Although he seemed to be content enough by it uh, earlier. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's but certainly very seductive. Basically, he starts coaching Zan, preparing her to fight, weaponizing uh, yeah. her
1: spiritual abilities, and for her, it's incredibly frightful right. because we've we've heard previously that um, before before her imprisonment, she was a she was a savage, a savage, capable of anything. And she and, and she, she found peace in. Uh, the Delvian Seek, yeah, as in seeking. That's what uh-huh. their uh, their religious process is called.
0: Okay, I mean, I did like that she had much, she seemed to have a much bigger a a bigger role in this episode. Finally, and like, right? Yeah, and immediately a lot of character development as well.
1: I also love that it was a little bit foreshadowed by mentioning like her her savagery. Watching it in the actual intended order is so much more rewarding than than you know the 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 sort of chaos. Uh, uh, that the original airing order uh, inferred, but yeah, she's she's now got to weaponize it, and she she does not want to do this. She does not want to open that Cassandra's box,
0: Cassandra's, the no. P- uh, Pandora's box. Pandora's box. Yes, uh, she basically wants. Uh, yeah, she she she, she, know, she knows she has the inner anger or strength or whatever it is to use her powers to fight with, but she doesn't want to go there because she know it's yeah yeah you know, basically going back to a state that she was in before, and she doesn't think she's strong enough to. Come get back out, out again. of that again yeah
1: almost like a, a like a like a person with who's who's gone through a substance abuse problem yeah uh like really dreading having to ever encounter that again because yeah it took such monumental effort to over to to,
0: to build the willpower and overcome that dependency
1: oh. you don't know whether you can do it again yeah. necessarily no
0: meanwhile there is another fight scene between uh Crace and uh, Creighton. Yes, it's, it's a real sort of American gladiator that they've got going on.
1: You want gladiators?
0: Fine. Get on get a hell yeah! He, uh, Whacking he, each other with pikes. Yeah, he actually does another brilliant fight reversal, ends up with the pike, and uh, threatens Crace uh, with it and spares him. Even though Maldus is... Uh, gleefully uh, cackling over the whole fight. But uh, Creighton here gets a... Yeah, he seems to get wise. He figures out what what is going on with Maldus, that he's like an emotional vampire or uh, feeding on their, conf- yeah. on their conflict and their uh, pain.
1: So he's your basic evil vampire. He sucks the life force out of people. He just plain sucks. Uh,
0: and yeah, he, he kind of works out that he's like... Man has probably no intention to let them uh, either of them out. Uh, yeah. And uh, just wants them to fight for his... Own pleasure and amusement, and yeah, actually sustenance.
1: Yeah, because this this pattern like repeats. Now it's in a in a sort of James Bond uh, a, a death trap. Like a uh, uh, the, the 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 chamber with the fire pit in the middle, and they've got uh, just these these uh, catwalks that they can uh, that they have to balance on, and there's uh, lots of sconces on the wall um, where they where they have another fight. Yes, uh, another one that is that is interrupted by by Maldus after he goes completely goes completely manic, egging them on.
0: You know what I think, John? You can talk till your tongue falls out. He's going to kill you. After Creighton almost manages to talk Kreis uh, down from it so and like close. convince him that like it was an accident and like yeah, I- I'm sorry for what he actually apologizes uh, very sincerely for what happened and like yeah. tries to explain it. But Maldis, uh starts to manipulate Kreis uh, by showing him images from the past. He goes for the emotion. It's so yep.
1: brilliant. It's a it's a uh, it's like that Christmas Christmas movie or, uh, oh, yeah. or sort Cruise, of evil Scrooge Scrooge yeah.
0: McDuck, but uh, with. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what was that thing about a slam dunk? Slam <laughs> dunk. <laughs> there's not a there's not a giant pit of money at the bottom of the, the
0: the fire chamber. We don't know that.
1: We do not. No, you've you've definitely got me there. No, okay, but, uh, but yeah, he shows
0: him his father who looks like a cross between Sean Connery and John Rhys Davies. Yes, yes, doing doing Aladdin cosplay. Like yes. there was a
1: there was a very sort of Prince of Persia vibe to I mean honestly to this chamber as well. But yeah, they've got Baby Crace, young his brother, Ba-A-Barr. yeah. Uh, uh oh, what did what did Maldus say? Oh, he said like uh, uh, the seedling and the mighty oak. Right. Right because the 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 child Crace that we yeah. know are sort of
0: we see how he how he gets shanghaied with his little brother into the uh a peacekeeper service, yes, and, and his, a great honor. He insists, and his but. father, uh, yeah, just like tells him, like take care of your little brother and, like, uh, keep an eye on him, which kind of is a very good insight into why Trace has this, like, emotional issue with his brother being dead and why he's so intently hell-bent on on this. Heavily traumatised man. He was removed from his parents as a child and he had, like, Mm -hmm. only one
1: tether and that was to be his brother's protector and that was broken. So, yeah, uh, this is also how how Crichton realises that this bridge is uncrossable. I thought I could reason with him. You can't. Uh, because it's it's not reasonable. It's it's not something that can be solved with reason. There is a a gaping wound in Cray's heart uh, that reason can't fill. No, which is why I thought it was also like a brilliant stroke on on, on Maldus's part to to expose him to this, to show him these images, to
0: show him then also like his adult brother uh, or an image thereof. Oh yes, yeah, how he was like. But now he looks more like this, and then he turns yeah. into this blackened corpse. Yeah. Sort of like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's Arc, what I was thinking the, exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. But also, Maldis kind of looks like the Nazi dude from that, anyway, with his eyes wide open and his. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he's keep... got the the high leather
1: collar as well. Right yeah. there you go. Uh, I, I like their 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 whole sort of getup of this. Like they've got to be Sevians. Like that seems to be the 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 species that uh, that does the, the peacekeepers. But they were. Clearly not the same kind of sebations that uh, – uh, they didn't have the sort of same cultural expression as, like, we see from Aaron. They didn't have, like, the cues, They had little turbans and they had uh, – who are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, uh, Kreis and his family as, ch- as oh, children. Oh, right.
0: It might just be a different part of the planet, or just a different planet entirely. That's what I mean. Yeah. So you
1: have like multiple subversion colonies, and they yeah. were clearly from like it looked maybe agricultural or whatever. Yeah. Certainly warm enough that you can wear an open vest. Lots of open vests and yes. lots of
0: they do like beautiful that. chests. So Zan gets more training from uh, Liko. Uh, Liko, sorry. Yeah, uh, and she basically gets taught how to use her powers to inflict pain. And it's like this f- oh. first on this cute little creature, which she clearly has uh, issues with trying to hurt.
1: Yeah, uh, because it's, it's got this, this awful whine. And, like, it's a, it's a creature called the Trelkaes. We see it at the beginning when, uh, when Zan is marveling at the biz- No, okay. The it's bizarre a, of the bizarre. The bizarre, yeah. And Aaron goes, oh, no, don't buy that one. It's got... Too few heads. They come with more? Yeah, more heads, the better value
0: they are. (laughs) Yes, and because apparently more more heads means more brains, and therefore you eat them raw. The best part, like you cook this
1: guy and eat his brains. Cook never
0: raw. Dargo and Erin are have found the doorway uh, of the. uh, Yes, they've both brought their uh, their big guns back from uh, from Moya um Darko has his keyblade out which he once again does not use it doesn't l- unlock the door either Eren shoots at the door a little <laughs> bit doesn't do anything nothing, nothing yeah it helps. seems to have
1: a sort of force field
0: that uh yeah. that resists even her mighty it's weapon it's the same it's the same red glow that just sucks up the energy and uh nothing happens nothing comes off it so shooting doesn't really help and a
1: very different zan approaches them like she's hold yeah um and she and she and she talks to them and she, she asks them some, some unusual questions uh, uh about in order to defeat an evil she would have to unleash a new evil and and what would you do and dargo takes it completely seriously and actually thinks about it yeah and, and says uh, like take the lesser evil and he's not flippant about it like no 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 throughout all this he's he's scared of that door like he's he's ready to to uh to give up they mentioned magic and he's Kind of uneasy and terrified.
0: Yes, but he's also just going into his stoic warrior thing, where he's just going to go like, "Oh, I'm just going to warrior my way through this." You know, that's not what
1: I saw. Oh, okay. I saw him like, like shifting and like
0: furtive glances. I think he
1: didn't want to shoot at the at the door because he didn't want to, I guess, displease the the the, oh, okay. the wizard or whatever. Interesting. But yeah, yeah. No, but like even catch- when they were having the the conversation about Maldus, you just saw Dargo.
0: Nervous. Mm, may so maybe he knows something about magic that he's not letting on, or is very superstitious, or oh, well, uh, same actually, <laughs> yeah. So yes, they're still at the door, and it's like, and it's like, why don't we just blow it up? And I'm just like, they've just been trying that; it didn't work. Uh, well,
1: there's one more thing that you can do with a uh, uh, with a pulse rifle uh, that John did accidentally, and that oh, is yeah. damn thing malfunctioned or something. Oh, you overloaded the pulse
0: chamber. Uh, uh, overload it. Yeah, and then it blows up with a big bang. Which she tries to do, and Maldus goes like, "Oh, can't have that!" And he just like does a yeah. little finger flip, and the gun flies out of her hand and disappears in a red haze.
1: It's so it's so cool. Um, uh, uh, like they're having this this chat outside of, outside of the door, uh, uh, and Aaron, who throughout much of this explanation about Maldus and his powers, and and even uh, Zan's sort of edgy goth poetry phase just now had a lot of resting what face and she goes oh we can try this and and, and Dargo goes oh no it won't work and Maldus just cut to Maldus inside
0: that might work
1: it won't work it might work can't have that and freezes them does he? yeah Uh, vanishes the rifle out of her hands and as they're walking toward it
0: they just stop in a a, a haze of particles they do Uh, he basically exerts his power on them yeah Crace and Cretton are having another little moment in which uh, they they reach out through each other through a narrow corridor when they're like stalking each uh, each other through the mansion. Yes. And uh Crichton tries one last time to reason with Crace who flat out turns him down. He says like no, I will kill you. You will die at my hands. I vow that on my brother's name. Yeah. And uh yeah, so at that point he you knows like okay, not happening. It was
1: a really cool scene it like was. They're, they're separated by a, a, a corridor gap. that's too narrow. Yeah. Um Orange-red light now, by the way. We're yeah, still cycling. It's, it's, it's like they've got Philips Hue lights, and they've just got them, got them set to a very
0: <laughs> slow cycle. It's It's clearly built, because it starts out cool and blue, and yeah, then it goes, yeah. green, it goes yellow, blue, green, and now it's orange-red. Um, Maldus appears and confronts Crichton and says, you're not as
1: thick as I thought you were. Interesting word choice. Yes.
0: You're not nearly as thick as I thought, John.
1: Because Crichton has figured it out. This is this is what he says to Crais. To We've got an energy vampire. He's feeding off of us, getting getting horny for killing each other. Yes, yeah,
0: so he, he he basically works out exactly how it goes. Like, he's right. Yeah, he's figured it out, and uh, yeah, basically showing the scientist in him again. And, Imagine like... Crichton doing science. Yes, he he fights
1: it tooth and nail, but he still can't help it now and again. <laughs> Look, it's just really tedious. Sometimes science is. Okay, back to pain lessons for Zahn. With uh, with Dargo's advice, she decides. Well, I'm going to have to do it anyway. So she gets ready to torture this poor little two-headed
0: trelkes but then rigel calls yeah okay so i actually noticed that uh, they, uh, only zan and rigel seem to be wearing a, um, a moya combadge. You know, they have that little thing on their shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dargo, Dargo, has one as well. Oh, but you it's see it hit, on the, it's, I guess it's hidden in all the rest of its paraphernalia.
1: Yeah, he's got it on on like one of uh, the, the the strap of something. Erin, yeah. I think she has it on her. Come on, Eileen, uh, 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 suspenders. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Zan is also the only one who uses it consistently. Like <laughs> Virginia Hay was very proud of that. She she sort of worked out like the protocol of when to touch it and when not to touch it. And she
0: tried to teach it to the rest, but they just nobody was like, inter- nobody was particularly. Interested, yes. So, yeah, they start um, doing a little bit of pain infliction on Rigel. Who almost seems to get off on it at the one, at least when it's over again. Uh, yeah, he looked so miserable while it was happening, and he has no idea why it's but, happening. But then there's a beautiful eyebrow, eyebrows moment uh, when it uh, they perk back up once uh, the pain stops. Yeah, it was it was a gorgeous movement. I thought I, I noticed it's
1: uh, his the the puppetry on Rigel was so great because I just i like I forgot I forgot I, I went into this going like oh wow the puppetry is really amazing yeah. and then by this time I was just what a great performance by Rigel. Part of me enjoyed that.
0: I love how they make him do that cruel little smirk of his that's just like it's, <laughs> yeah. so, it's there's so much emotion in that it's like it's fantastic <laughs> how they manage to tease that out of a puppet it's uh, yep. yeah, it's like consistently stunning and the
1: voice actor has got to, has got to say um John John Jonathan oh. Jonathan Hardy uh who has well, he's a he's a an actor. We've right? seen him in. Right?
0: I thought he was the same guy. I thought it was done by uh, by by the same guy who plays Crazed. Didn't you tell no, me? No, that? that's Pilot. Oh, Pilot, right? That's the one. Yeah, Pilot is Grace yeah. with
1: a with a with a with a pitch shift. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Jonathan Hardy, I think, is the name of the of the person who's the voice acting. But he does it sort of after the fact. I guess Pilot does it after the fact as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a There's a puppeteer, like the main puppeteer, who is always credited, uh, who
0: operates Rital. That's John yeah.
1: Eccleston. And so for the for the for yeah, the I'm the surprised, person, I'm
0: surprised the, it is Use his voice because that's fairly common for the for one of the puppeteers yes. to just do the voice of the puppet as well.
1: It was it was very confusing for the uh, uh, for the actors to see the show and then like suddenly Rigel didn't sound like the Rigel that they knew. No, I guess not. But he does a great performance. Also, like if you see Jonathan Hardy, he's got the eyebrows like <laughs> they're 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 huge. He looks like a Mentat. Um. A quick cut back to uh, the command carrier, which we're getting to see a lot of this time, um, where I noticed uh, that that Crace was on a he was on a sort of diagnostic bed, and there was a, a, a doctor with slick back hair trying to do, I guess, medical, medical science. science with one of those particle analyzers. Yeah, the same uh, same noise while Crace was laid on a on a futon made of like red rope licorice. Oh. I don't,
0: it's like a, it's like a sumo massage futon. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like probably like a treatment bed. I mean, maybe yeah. it's for letting the blood run out in case they start leaking. I don't know if Sebastians do that, but probably. Uh, and <laughs> uh, it is it a medical the, bay. Uh.
1: It had the uh, Peacekeeper carpet in the background. Yes, I know, just, yeah. The uh, you you just see a little glimpse in it, and they and they've got a they've got a different like command station on it this time. Yeah, they but little, it's
0: little symbol was on the USB stick as well. So oh, that's right. Yeah. In Maldus' castle, we meanwhile have a beautiful kinetic sculpture. It's like a spinning Christmas tree yeah, made out like of iron sort of beams or something.
1: Very thrilling Christmas.
0: Sort of sticking with the unnecessary James Bond uh, theme. More of your relief rocks. Uh, uh, yeah. This time, yeah, in purple. And... Crichton finally seems to get through to Krace. He, he explains it one more time about the emotional vampire and that, like, a yeah. truce is like, he's not going to let both of us out. So, like, let's have a truce Work until together. we defeat him. Chris agrees. Finally convinces him. My oath as a peacekeeper. Good truce it is. Yes. And immediately betrays him.
1: After giving his word as a peacekeeper, his right. oath as a peacekeeper. Wow.
0: Yep. Are all the species on your planet this dim? So, yeah, it turns out the fight. There's another... Uh, uh, Crichton immediately manages to reverse it again, grabbing the chain that he was being beaten with and chained off with. Hey, Kreis is not very good at hand-to-hand. Apparently not, no. you Right, think this that- trained military commander keeps getting
1: it out-handed to him yeah, by, I like, mean, a science jock from had, Oahu.
0: He has an immediate vic- first victory, and then there's, like, an almost immediate turnaround of that same uh, yeah, situation. Right? Uh, and uh, Crichton, just, like, very... Uh, deliberately drops that chain right in front of Maldus' face. It's space. Like, like a mic drop. I'm not playing your game. It's like, yeah. Yeah.
1: How did you... Hey, just... On a, a, let's let's take a moment to reflect. How have you been feeling about Maldus throughout all this? He's weird, He's right? almost
0: like a non-entity as he's present. Exactly. He's Yeah, he does his thing and he's egging them on, trying to get them to fight and, and playing his little mind games. But he's and, like, and holding those speeches and everything, but he doesn't, like... Do anything? No. Yeah, like he he separates him. He magics people away. Like technically, he's he's doing a lot of stuff. Well, he literally talks about how he feeds on the de- on death, and yeah, all of yeah. this is just like appetizers. He's just like setting <laughs> the, setting the <laughs> yeah. table and ma- making it more delicious. And actually, complains that he's like done with app- he's done with uh, uh, first courses, and he wants the main course of death now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Speaking of death, now that, she's, uh, now that she's had her practice and uh, uh, she's learned her evil lessons from, uh, from Liko, yes. uh, they're ready to,
0: to take action. Yeah. No mercy, never give up, never surrender. <laughs> Attack without mercy.
1: No mercy. No survivors, no mercy. Do you hear your friends begging for mercy? <laughs> Those are two very different sentiments. The well, very the no mercy part is not part of the Galaxy Quest Creed. Well,
0: no, it's but not. Th- it's not like you know, throw a grenade and let and let the force <laughs> s- sort them out. Well, that is pretty much the emotion that they have when they go into hold this part. Liko and Zan uh, together start to uh, mentally attack Maldis in order to uh,
1: hopefully bring down the force field around his
0: uh, yeah, his castle, or at least cripple him or do something.
1: And the like, it's a it's a very tense situation because uh, once again, Crichton and and Kreis are are confronted, yes. and this time, Crichton knows that there is nothing that that he can do. His uh, his vow to uh, uh, to Maldis to not fight doesn't help him. He can't not fight. He can he can only choose to die. Or kill Crace, and in yep. this moment, he's choosing to kill Crace. Like he's he's sweaty, he's he's committed. And when uh, when he gets teased again by Maldis and and Krace disappears, he's
0: furious. Bring him back. Let me at him. Let me at him. I had him. First, we have the oh no, the profiterol moment, where in the fight there. Uh, <laughs> How they, could I miss that? They go crashing into the towers of.
1: <laughs> How could I go straight to the end and miss all those delicious, delicious caramelly profiterals? I'm glad, Kay, I'm so glad to be watching this show with you, who has
0: his high on the on the prize and you have the right priorities. <laughs> but yeah, so Zahn's efforts uh, seem to uh, be successful, and Crichton at the same time manages to grab Krace and get him into a hold and, like, defeat him, and he is going to kill him. Yeah. He is just, like, literally w- willing to go, like, okay, yeah, I can't. Get through! I can't get through to these kids. And <laughs> oh God, did you just do a Scottish impersonation of Edward James? Almost, probably.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get through to these kids. And, and yeah, gone he, is Chris, and he's gone. Yes. Yeah, and, and Maldis s- goes like smug, smarmy Maldis. Yeah, he
0: goes like, "Well, I wasn't lying. I said like, one of you could go to back to your ship, and the other one was going to die. And like, I put him back to his ship, and he has this whole speech about how he's going to lure him in and yeah." Uh, now, get, grace get, has been inflamed. And then he gets gets his ship, and he's going to use that to inflict more death, rain,
1: and... death, and destruction. And yeah, I wasn't really feeling Maldis. Like, I'm, no. dude, I'm, I've seen you do incredible magic. I know that you're supposed to be scary, but you just feel so out of place. Yes. I can't imagine this show being about you. No, he's he's, right? he's, he's
0: the villain of the week a, a little bit in that in that regard.
1: I never imagined that he could have won. No, well, I never. I never imagined that the show could have been from from this point on about about Maldis. But what was that like for you? Like, you this is your first time. You yeah. don't really have a lot of preconceptions no, about like said it,
0: Like to me, he was the villain of the week. So I was like, I had no, I had no doubt that he was going to be defeated. It was just like the matter of how it was going to happen. Which happens when uh, Zahn and uh, Liko's um, little tryst ah, uh, comes yeah. to its peak, and Zahn falls over unconscious, apparently, but her. She spiritually her essence is yeah, yeah transported she, she, into the the castle. She spiritually appears and does, does her little head castle. grab thing, which where she where she moves her hands around the head and like gives this like blue glowy starry field sort of, around his head.
1: Yeah, like this feathery force lightning. Yep, just in time. Which he was using. It's it's very similar to what uh, Maldus was using one handed on uh, on Crichton. Like he mm-hmm. had his he had his hand up to Crichton's face and was wrapping his head in uh, in red fluffy force yes. lightning. Uh, and but she, yeah, shes gets even done. more.
0: He gets sucker punched. It's just one punch to the face, and Maldus is gone. He because disappears in a red mist, and that's it. Now he's tangible. That's yes, what, that was uh, it. That's, yeah, that's what she was able made him to tangible. do. Yeah, because every time before, when he was being attacked, he just like briefly turned into his mist, and yep. then like every every the attack went straight through. <clears throat> Uh, So, yes, Muld is defeated. Uh, Crichton wakes up with a start, immediately grabs Rigel, who is still sitting behind his bed, stealing his boots.
1: Dargo and an an errand brought your corpse up here, and I, I revived you. (laughs) Yeah, he spent a lot, he must not have a
0: lot of experience with laces because he's still on the boots. He's still a bit sick, I suppose. But, yeah, Crichton has a bit of an emotional moment where he's just like, he he, kind of like tenderly holds... Uh, Rigel, who seems to be kind of uncomfortable, he even kisses him right on the schnoz. <laughs> yeah, and
1: he goes, Okay. Of course you did.
0: <laughs> Last night, Kansas. And you're way too homely to be any of e. but... Come here, Toto.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, again with the references.
1: I oh, that was so cool. Uh, yeah, kisses him on his on his horrible like snotty schnoz with yes. uh, uh,
0: with oh, with Zan's yeah. tiger bomb. I can't imagine that being being great. And Zan and Liko also have a little moment, which unfortunately yeah ends in the sadness of Liko's. Apparently, his power was drained by the uh, uh, by the effort of their maybe, combined maybe or whatever. Just, maybe he was just sad and died. Oh no, wait, it's, it's not. This is not Star Wars again. <laughs>
1: I was kind of related it to the uh, the climactic scene of Titanic, where you have uh, oh, uh, yes. Rose and, uh, and 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 Leo DiCaprio, whatever his character
0: was called. Mm, yes, on the on the, uh, and on the, the sort door, of yeah.
1: tearful, tearful goodbye, and oh, I only regret that you and I didn't get to. And then he oh, he dies before he can say smash, <laughs> which. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that... What do you think he was going to say? Um, I only regret that you and I didn't get to... See America? Yeah, we'll just ask Leonardo DiCaprio. Even the big ones go down.
0: <laughs> I mean, that seems like a reasonable thing to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure that's what they... Okay, uh, you're. thank you for keeping this PG-13 podcast.
0: Krace in the meantime, also awakens back on his ship. I do not need further examination. I'm fully recovered. Uh, where he, like, asks his first-in-command about, like, okay, what's been going on? Like, nobody knows about this. Nobody still knows about the orders that we were given. nobody knows, yeah. No communications have left the ship, and she confirms this. Yeah, uh, and she's very proud of that, because yeah. the the other sort of uh, PK-jugend-looking fella, uh-huh. uh, Lieutenant
1: Orn, uh, wanted permission to terminate him.
0: Right, yeah. He was basically, okay, he's as good as dead, so we might as well yeah, kill so him we and, like, get on with you take over command. Euthanized the
1: captain, yeah. uh, as, as usual, and she Which, prevented that. Yeah. And he's very proud of her. So, there, And no one else knows about the communication? No. Great.
0: And no one outside this chamber knows of the Admiral's orders.
1: I saw to that, sir.
0: And, and he, he snaps her neck.
1: Yeah. He tenderly touches her cheek. And yeah. you think he's going to kiss her? And then he... Just, but it's such a gentle move.
0: I, did you notice that? Yeah. Like, I mean, Did I, they have,
1: like, paper spines? I guess sebations like, are not
0: very strong in that department. Or, yeah, that'd be a good thing to to know
1: if you have to fight a submission, You can just, like, caress his chin and, like, turn his head to the left. Maybe that's it. Maybe they just can't turn their head to the left.
0: <laughs> They're only right turners. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: No magnum for them. Yeah, so Crace is crazier than ever. Yeah, oh, Crace, he Crazy. And, uh, yeah, so the one thing that I noticed most about this episode was that, uh, you know, Zahn and uh, Dargo are pretty much entirely useless. Aaron and Dar- uh, Dargo, you mean? Sorry, Eren, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, not yeah, sorry. yeah. My bad.
1: Yeah, presumably they were, they were freed when uh, when Maldus was, oh, and then it turns out, not killed, even, even in his uh, corporeal state. It was... <laughs> Yes, this is another episode with uh, 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 the special guest Case Cat in the throes of the fourth sensation.
0: Yes, I mean, she has, still has an over a half an hour to go until dinner, but uh, that's never stopped her before. So he's only dispersed. He's not killed, he's only no, dispersed. he will reform again, and then he will have to dealt with. So who knows if he ever comes back in the future.
1: Maldus. Mm-mm. Not his style. Not Gothic enough.
0: Yeah. The I, return of Maldus,
1: uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I mean... If if this was Star Trek, he would be Q-ish.
0: Yeah, but see where you're coming way from. more sadistic than well, than Q. More who, like uh, more like lore, I would say. Except uh, except a bit more powerful, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, certainly. And the episode ends on another bit of a downer where, like, Zahn seems to have her crisis of faith. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Aaron has just paid her a
1: compliment. Like, yeah. oh, oh,
0: I always thought you were soft. I, I see the warrior in you and Dargo rolls his eyes. And it's like <laughs> you, you could not have cut her more deeply. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, once
1: again, Dargo showing incredible sensitivity yes. to,
0: to people. Zahn and um, Creighton having a little chat. About, yeah. Uh, after he's just finished story,
1: doing another recording, he's still he's still doing his oh, yeah, memos. In this case for
0: DK. Yeah.
1: I just don't know, DK. I mean, maybe it was always a stupid thought, but I, you know, I just figured if I could sit Crace down and talk to him, I could convince him I wasn't the murderer he thinks I am. Uh, also again surrounded by candles in the close-up that vanish in the uh, uh, like the the, the mess or the galley or whatever they've got like it's a it's a lovely space where they can just chill out and a nice
0: view of the outside I love all the shelving that they've got the shelving and jars and pots and pans and and again, the sunset planet. Maybe, maybe just maybe that's just it. Moya probably just likes to hang out in the uh, sunset or in the sunrise. Yeah, just like, just, uh, just on ahead the, on of the Terminator. Yeah, just on the edge where the uh, the planet. Uh, it's still
1: nice and cool. Yeah, something like that. She can like huh. either
0: either back up or uh, like advance a little bit, depending if she's hot or cold. Aww. that seems like a good theory. At least it explains why everything's always like orangey sunset light in the. That
1: uh, makes so much. Uh, Moya is basically a space cat then <laughs> you know she's just sort of prowling and lounging no, and can, going uh, from yeah. one sunbeam to the next and teleporting so yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crichton tries to comfort her like you you let it out for this one time and you can do it again now I have to rid myself of it again and I don't know if I and he offers to help and comes close to her, and she just grabs him. Uh, uh, you can't help. No one can help. And she's furious, and she... Yeah, it's a very unzon. No one can help me. She realizes what she's doing when she sees the terror in his
0: eyes, and she, yeah. too,
1: is is terrified. And, well, all's well that ends well.
0: I suppose. This is a, this is a, yeah... Another a f- fine Hallmark Entertainment production, I noticed. <laughs>
1: yeah, you finally noticed. Yes, I have not seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So, yeah, bit of a downer, but that's kind of like the, the consistent formula. Yeah, yeah, they
0: consistently end on a bit of a downer. I really do appreciate it because you've.
1: It means that you're not uh, like
0: you're not reset after the danger they were in. Like you can really reflect on true uh, uh, the terror Thing, that everyone. Things, experienced. things have happened. Bad things have happened. Uh, people. It hasn't had an emotional effect on the the characters. Yeah, and you have got to come down from that, and the come down is not
1: often very very joking no, and, and happy. So I think it's actually a really good formula to sort of process the emotions of because this has been a very scary and and malevolent episode. Yes. Really. Very much so. Because it's about a conflict that is unresolvable, an, an unfair conflict that is unresolvable. And that's that's like anti-Star Trek, right? Yes. where the basic principle is that any conflict is yeah. resolvable with appropriate communication. And here, you have no, the opportunity. No, we have
0: clearly made out that like this is not going to work. There's nothing that's going to sway uh, him that uh, he's going to give up the revenge for his brother. He's, yeah. like, he's willing to defy command. He's willing to kill his own officers anything to get at yeah. uh, Crichton and he's gonna
1: keep at it till one of us dies
0: yeah so we learned a lot more about uh, about peacekeepers
1: than we than we did before because we we know a little bit about their culture through through Aaron and the, the military actions but like we've never seen high command before they talk about a council uh, yep. uh, we see more of the uh, uh, the the command structure below Grace and uh how his fitness is being doubted by various people yeah. oh his treatment of the doctor who it must be one of those techs because he's holding one of the divining dildos that only techs are allowed to hold. Oh yes,
0: Doctor, you will omit this entire incident from your medical log. Your utter failure to diagnose and treat my affliction will go unreported and unpunished. You're dismissed.
1: So I'm doing you a favour, <laughs> <Yeah>. bud.
0: <laughs> very harsh. Oof, yeah.
1: <laughs> what a world. Yeah, they're not. A, they're not a very pleasant people. The uh, peacekeepers. I thought there still was a lot to enjoy about the about the episode. Certainly, like the the the, the planet that they were on and all the all the cooler oh, like, costume was designs. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh oh yep, yeah. that it means it's time for Willie or, or Woody. Woody. She gives me a Woody. Willies.
0: Well, I, I have t- I definitely have two Woodies. Like <laughs> oh, yeah okay. First one was the Profiterol Towers. Yeah, they were yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they were so tempting and, uh, i was so
1: disappointed that no one ate it
0: <laughs> yes and Liko's vest Liko's vest was yeah, also like right. like like large fishnets with but all the all of the wild meshes b- were just like with b- yeah jewels and other like precious stones and like and and a, bits of shiny metal on oh, it it look it looks gorgeous
1: a gorgeous like magenta colored chest underneath it is beautiful
0: uh wild hair too oh yeah like 80s rock sets. yeah that's it like very ha- hair band type uh, look did you
1: ever come up with a theory for why uh, why Maldis has the same eyes, but he has like human-looking skin? Right. Caucasians. Well, at,
0: skin. At, at, at a certain point, I had a theory that Liku was actually uh, just another incarnation of Maldis, and that he because ah. he because it was kind of like looking like he was trying to corrupt Zan into like going back to her old yeah, ways. Yeah. Right. But that didn't that theory didn't pan out at all. So well,
1: and also this was the, the little secret I said I'd come back to. Yeah. Uh, he was played by a different actor versus. The jester and the and the right. old uh, 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 the old wizard.
0: My name is moldus but you can address me as Haloth if you like. I've got a lot of names, John Boy. Call me whatever popped your cork.
1: Who were also we're played by the same, the same actor as Maldis. Yeah, he was just okay. doing that, that your, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's why you could like do their voices and everything. It's just right. what an amazing amount of fun it must have been for that actor. Yeah, it's a good.
0: It was a great uh, role, I suppose. But you said you had this gave you two Woodies this yeah. episode. It's so like the profiteroles and Eliko uh, Sves. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just got.
1: Once again, I just glossed over the profiteroles. I'm trying to lose some weight, K. Okay, well, then don't not to the overfocus. So maybe you're happy that they got knocked over, then. I can never be happy at the loss of profiteroles. Very good point. Uh, yeah, no, Liko was definitely, uh, definitely for me as well. Honestly, Rigel, even though, like, yes. super gross, but yeah. Walking around, he got even in a scene on his own. His his Hynerian funeral ritual was was so cool, and he was just alive, crawling all over yeah. uh, all over Crichton. He was great.
0: I must have had a hard time, like keeping still, like while he was while that was going around him. Yeah, while being
1: like manhandled by a <laughs> puppet like yeah. that, with
0: a, with a, just and, and, and like pulling on his cheek.
1: There and was everything. probably a lot of retakes <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> Good job, Ben Browder. Oh, yes, up. yes, we hear you. Oh, I'm so glad that we don't have translator microbes. She's it's- having
0: her evening concerto. Um, <laughs> yes. I surely really should replace it with a few scuttlebots.
1: Oh, that's a mean thing to <laughs> yeah. say. She, He doesn't mean it, darling. Um, so my... Let me see. Do I have any other woodies to, to, to give out? Oh, uh, craze. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to say, like, I, Chris is my is my bishi, And yeah, we get to see him like a little bit stressed out, but like a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is coming apart at the edges.
1: But to see his family as well. I guess I'm sort of we're sort of shifting the definition of what what the giving of a Woody good gravy. As for the wheelies. It's yeah. it's all Maldus
0: and is sort of like right. dungeon. But it was not he was not particularly menacing. He was like he was well played, but I don't certainly. think that the character the the role of the character itself was particularly menacing or which is, scary. Which is really weird. Because yeah. when you
1: think about it, like he exercises a lot of power, everybody's constantly under threat, and yet I didn't come away with like a fear of Maldus. No. Which it, it, like even when when Q first not like, appeared, not like,
0: not like Count Ibly in uh, the original uh, Battlestar also Galactica, also a very yeah. good one.
1: Yeah, it's this malevolent force, and you're and you're left with okay, I'm still living in a universe
0: where with, this exists. Yeah. Yes, and Maldus, not so much. You go like okay, he might return later, but then it's going to be Return of Maldus, and uh, probably with an axe to grind. But you know, he's like and he, maybe he, he doesn't do anything. That's the thing. It's like he, no, he's like he just like sets people up against each other and like feeds on that. And he but he doesn't really. Do anything himself. Although, well, he was going to kill Crichton, I suppose. But yeah, that you never know, that was, never he really became into yeah.
1: into making like conflicts worse. Like yeah. it's, it's like a bad relative who exactly just, uh, a, a, a lonely old aunt who uh, stokes uh,
0: the r- fires on Facebook.
1: Yes, <laughs> exactly. Who really gets off on the hot gods? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's a, that's a that's a Willie from all Woof. Gonna have to. Hey, note to self: do not make that the title of this episode.
0: <laughs> Willy from up.
1: <laughs> so, wow! Oh god, I've said it twice. What? <laughs> and that's the story so far, Scape.
0: We'll see you next week with episode number one oh nine. DNA, mad scientist. <gasps> Ooh. Where, in exchange for samples of their DNA, a genetic scientist offers the Moyan star charts to reach their respective home worlds. But Ooh. his demands become too extreme when he takes one of Pilot's arms, and his experiments result in Erin mutating into a pilot hybrid. Okay, I'm really excited about this, and I'm
1: also going to have to look at some of these uh, uh, some of these synopses because, wow, they do give a lot away. We're going to maybe do some more, <laughs> more spoiler-free synopses okay. next time for you, Kay. Uh, but in the meantime, you can find us at SoFarscape on Twitter and Facebook and on SoFarscape.com. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. SoFarscape, so, so, so good. good.